This morning, Las Vegas is on lockdown after a gunman opened fire at a popular outdoor country music festival. It happened just moments after country music superstar Jason Aldean took the stage at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival. Machine gun fire, possibly from an automatic weapon, erupting into a crowd of thousands of fans. At first, witnesses say they thought it was a fireworks show. But when the rapid gunfire continued to spray the crowd, Get down. Get down. confusion quickly turned to panic. Terrified concertgoers running for their lives, others diving for cover, some laying on top of each other for safety. By some accounts, the bullets raining down for more than an hour. And they cut the music and everyone said drop and everyone dropped. And then everyone just got up and they said run and everyone started stampeding and charging and knocking over grills, jumping over fences, getting out. We tried to run this way and the same thing happened and then we just hid in a bush for like an hour. Police SWAT teams tracked the shooter to the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel where officers used explosives to break into his room. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. Go! Keep your head down, go! Police believe that gunman Stephen Paddock not only had an elaborate plan to carry out mass carnage, he also had a plan to try to escape. Investigators now say they have a clearer timeline of just what happened Sunday night. The shooting began three minutes earlier than thought, at 10.05 p.m., and lasted for 10 terrifying minutes. This newly released video shows victims fleeing along Las Vegas Boulevard, still in the line of fire. 32 stories up at 10.17 p.m., the first police officers on the scene arrive in a hallway like this one and find security guard Jesus Campos shot in the leg. Police say it's this first interaction that suggests Paddock was not planning to die in his suite. Did you see any evidence that he planned to survive this or try to escape? Yes. Can you tell us what that is? What's that? I can't tell you. Police now say Paddock had barricaded the stairwell next to his door, similar to this one, and had set up an elaborate system to monitor the hallway, including more cameras than first thought, two on this cart, one in the door's peephole, and another inside the room. They say when he saw Campos on a screen, he unloaded more than 200 bullets, some through the door, into the hallway. I believe because of his uh, countermeasures placed in the peephole and in the hallway, he observed uh, the security guard, and he was in fear that he was about to be breached. At that point, police say Paddock stops firing on the crowd. The sheriff believes he has turned his focus from killing to getting away. So he was doing everything possible to figure out how he could escape at that point. His concern was personal concern versus what was occurring down below him. Paddock's car was stocked with 1,600 more bullets and 50 pounds of tannerite, a chemical compound that could have caused a large explosion. There's one of three ways 
that it's going to end for an active shooter, and they pretty much all know this. From a room two floors above and just down the hall from the shooters, former Las Vegas SWAT team officer John Sheehan told us he doubts Paddock could have ultimately gotten away. You're either going to commit suicide, you're going to die, on, die in a hail of gunfire with the police, uh, you're going to shoot it out with them and you're going to be killed, or you're going to continue on a pre-planned rampage at locations B, C, D, and E until the police finally stop you. So you don't believe escape meant escape for good, just to... Brian, how take... could it? How could it? Because he rented the room in his own name. He's already on video coming in and out. We know who he is. He's going to be the most wanted man in the world if he does try to leave here. Sheehan describes the gunman's setup as well defended and carefully planned, with a commanding view over the concert venue he targeted across the street. All right, and welcome back to TDAP episode whatever it is. <laughs> um, I obviously we took a took a break there for a week, and mm-hmm. a lot happened, and it was interesting because during the break, um, I think you and I had talked about like, oh, these are all the things we're going to cover next week, and then nope, not going to happen. So, no, the, more obviously, shit happened. yeah, the biggest story of the last couple of weeks has been the Las Vegas shooting, um. And then the subsequent gun control debate and all this stuff. What, mm-hmm. what I think we're going to do, or at least the plan is, we'll see. If, if you've been listening for a while, you know that we tend to kind of just... we. What happens here is we start talking about police brutality and we end up on the Electoral College. And that's pretty much how the show goes. <laughs> so, you know, the plan here now is to go into... Um, Stephen Paddock and the timeline of what took place leading up to Sunday night and then and and you know all of the different theories and whatever about it will go into all that stuff and then I think in the next segment we'll then have the broader discussion about gun control is at least the Which way that obviously got brought up because of this whole thing right so let's go ahead and jump in to the timeline obviously by now this story is a week old as you know we we weren't we weren't shooting last week um so i'm not going to explain to you what happened you know what happened uh shooter shot up some stuff from a hotel a uh, concert um so i guess i am going to explain to you in layman's terms <laughs> but let's go through the timeline um uh, of of Stephen Paddock's, um, I guess, weekend leading up to this. Um, And what I have here is a article by USA Today um, titled How the Police Zeroed In on Las Vegas Gunmen. So we'll put that in the description of the episode in the sources. And let's see. So the worst mass shooting in modern U.S. history begins during a music festival on Sunday night in Las Vegas. During the final performance, a gunman with weapons stockpiled in his room at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino starts shooting into a crowd below. Um, police working at Route 91 Harvest Festival respond and converge on the shooter's position. In the 10 minutes before the gunman shoots himself, he kills 58 people and wounds 489 on the grounds below. This is how the incident unfolded. Remember that thing I said a second ago that I'm not going to explain it to you? (laughs) There you go. Um, September 28th, the gunman checks in. Stephen Paddock, 64, of Mesquite, Nevada, checks into room 135 on the 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino, bringing in in excess of 10 suitcases to the the two-room suite. 
On October, on October 1st, Paddock Tanks aim at concert goers. An estimated 22,000 people are attending the Route 91 Harvest Festival spread across in a 15-acre concrete lot. Um, the country singer Jason Aldean is performing the final act when the shooting starts. A security fence stops people from getting in, but also prevents people from getting out. Uh, about 10.05 p.m. to 10.08 p.m., the gunman smashes out two outside windows and begins firing on the crowd. Um, a police dispatcher receives the first reports. Police zero in on Mandalay Casino. There is still confusion about whether the shots are coming from Mandalay Bay, the Luxor, or even from within the festival grounds. We're seeing multiple flashes in the middle of Mandalay Bay on the north side, one officer says over the radio. At 10.12 p.m., two officers arrive on the 31st floor and report gunfire is coming from directly above them. At 10.15 p.m., gunfire ceases. No one, however, knows the shooting is over. Um, the rescue effort begins at the concert at 10:16 p.m. Officers ask for medical help at the Giles Road, at a Giles Road and Reno Avenue. Um, that's a typo. The, the letter <laughs> A, the letter A shouldn't be in front of that. Come on, USA Today. Meanwhile, other <laughs> right? Come on, man. Like I'm not even I'm not a journalist. I'm reading your work. So let <laughs> come on. Um, Meanwhile, other officers are pinned down against the east side wall of the Las, of Las Vegas Boulevard, along with 40 to 50 people. Officers approach the gunman's room at 10.17 p.m. Two officers and hotel security officer arrive on the 32nd floor and approach the shooter's room. At 10.18 p.m., the gunman shoots through his suite door, hitting the hotel officer in the leg. 10.26 to 10.30 p.m., about eight minutes after that, eight more officers arrive on the 32nd floor and begin systematically clearing every room down the hall using a master key from the injured hotel officer. Mm-hmm. Um, at 10.55 p.m., the eight officers reach the stairwell closest to the suspect's room. And at 11.20 p.m., police set off a breach an explosive charge to breach the door and the officers enter the room. They observe the shooter down on the floor and notice a second door that they can't access. What is the second door? At 11.27 p.m., officers set off a second breach to access the second room. They see that it's empty. Officers report the suspect is down. Um, Police later identify Paddock as the gunman, at least 23 weapons, many of them rifles ranging in caliber from... All right, here's where you're going to get me gun people because I don't know what this shit means. But <laughs> caliber from .308 to .223 are later found in the room along with two tripods positioned near windows. You know every gun person out there was like, that motherfucker said that so stupidly. <laughs> and I admit it, I probably did. I don't, yeah, I don't get I gun don't, calibers. Like, I yeah, just I I don't, don't. I don't know gun. Talk gun to me speed. about hole diameters. I'm all about it. Right. Talk to me about calibers. I don't Ta- know. Talk to me about fantasy hockey, which I got my ass kicked in last week. Yeah, how'd your um, team do? Yeah, about as well as yours did, to be oh, quite honest with you. Salt in the wound. Oh, it sucks that we both sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Not to bring levity 19- into this uh, serious situation. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's the most good thing that I've already stated, we're not journalists, because right. we have no integrity on the line here. So, um 
Another 19 guns will be found at Paddock would be found at Paddock's home along with tenerite explosives. I don't know how to say it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to pretend like I like I know things. Um, these aren't like, you know, this is like Asian cities to me. Shout out to Frank. Right. Um, so anyway, that is pretty much the whole story. That was a really shitty way to kind of like lighten up the mood there at the end. But uh, obviously it's a bad right. story. It's not a funny story. Um, we're stupid and that's funny. But, you know. Right. All right. Bring it back to, to serious town here. So. Right. Obviously, we all watched this happen. Uh, I guess this happened on that Sunday night. I woke up uh, Monday morning, briefly saw it on the news, and I think it was kind of been a good thing to wait this week to actually talk about it and to, to do all that because we've had a little bit of time to digest what little facts they even know. You know what right. I mean? Just to have that little no, bit of yeah, extra. Because at first, no one really knew what the no one knew what the fuck was going on. And and at second, and still, nobody knows what the fuck yeah. is going on. Like I still haven't seen a motive. You know, this is a really, really weird. This is weird. Um, yeah. So obviously, and, it was the worst. You know, mass shooting that we've had in the country, and. The big thing that I take away from this is, I mean, we can talk about the mental aspect of it, which I'm sure we will. We can talk about the gun control debate, which I know we will. But to me, the big thing that that strikes out is just how much damage this guy showed up to do. Like, the premeditation to it. Yeah, I mean, and that is the aspect. You know, you and I, we can just go ahead and throw it on the record real quick. We had the debate that we had with, I believe, Omar Mateen earlier in the year um, over whether or not that this should be labeled terrorism. Yeah, I don't think we had it on the show or not, but I know that we... No, we didn't. We had the conversation. No, we didn't, but we had the conversation, and it stemmed off... Uh, it stepped. It stemmed off me because if you were, if you looked at the Facebook uh, page over the last couple of weeks that we haven't been that we didn't put out an episode for the last week that we didn't, um, you notice that like I did post some articles about this, but they were edited. the The caption that I put along with it actually was edited because when I first put it out on Monday morning, I labeled him a terrorist, um, right, and. I and I battled you this week over the <laughs> phone on whether or not it should be labeled terrorist. I actually will concede your point now, which is the same thing, or concede to your point and come to the same conclusion that we came to over Omar Mateen. But I do think that I think that the issue for us and where you and I got into the debate was should the president be calling this terrorism? Because right. I admittedly was kind of upset because here's the thing i know that if this guy's name was muhammad it gets called terrorism without a second thought right yeah. like well we no, saw that with you, with the pulse shooting it was immediately called terrorism because the guy was islamic right. and he was islamic he was a devout went to mosque you know four times a week and did all the things you do as a muslim but when you got to the core of it it seemed like he was just a devout Muslim who was conflicted with his homosexuality and right. just didn't know what to do with it and, you know, ended up hurting a lot of people because of and it. I think and to me, that's not that terrorism. Should, that's horrible. No, and we should re-explain 
why we're because we're not in any way defending terrorism here. What no what we're saying is there <laughs> there's a definition of terrorism. Yeah. And the and what terrorism is by definition is it, an act like this for it for the purposes of some yep. type of like religious reason violence or, or intimidation reason. for a political or religious you know uh right. resolution that's kind of what terrorism now, involves so whenever someone think, shows well, up and says i killed in the name of my god that's terrorism when someone says i'm gonna go kill you know whenever that uh what's his name i've already forgot his name now the Omar, Ber- bernie omar no bernie bro who shows up to kill a bunch oh, right, of right, right. uh you know uh, who tries up to kill a bunch of Republicans, that's terrorism. You're doing it. That's domestic terrorism. You're doing it for political purposes. You're doing it for a cause. These are people right. like Omar Martin and this guy who seemed like... Well, here's we, the thing. We can't like rule we don't out know terrorism. Yet. Yeah, because we don't know right. yet. The, the motive isn't clear. And that's what's so weird is like... You know, I know that they were talking about how most people leave around, leave behind some sort of letter. They're claiming they haven't found any letter. Um, which, yeah, I, I mean, well, usually you see like a manifesto and this type of thing. Yeah, more something than like just, that, like a Dylan yeah. Roof or, or at least social media where they're they're online. They're actively saying this is what, you know, this is what I'm about. This is what I believe in. This is why I'm doing this. And apparently it's just silent for this dude. Aside from a little bit of insight with his girlfriend who was like, yeah, he stood up at night screaming, oh, my God, in his bed. Doesn't tell us a lot. That kind of paints a picture of the no. mental illness. But she had a long time to think about this thing. She could just say that. We don't know. Right. You know? And I, I – so, like – so just to finish up the, at least that aspect of it, the terrorism aspect, I think that mental illness obviously plays a part in this. I think that um, I did a disservice by calling it terrorism without having a motive. So Yeah, you Nazi. Um, that's why it – <laughs> that's why it was that's why it was changed. I think I I do agree with you, but I think that you and I can both safely say that if you were to call him a terrorist, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I know what you mean. Like I right. I get it. He's a guy that showed up and inflicted terror on 22,000 people. You yeah. know, like so I yeah, I totally uh, get that. To me the part that kind of irritates me is the fact that they're so aggressive on this needs to be called terrorism before a motive has been established and yet whenever we see true terrorism they sort of just ignore it like yeah to me that part kind of irritates me on certain players that we see in in media and and other things like that that kind of you know they they got their lines and they just kind of they won't cross it (laughs) yeah i agree i agree with that come on that's why like that's why people don't like the media is because the media the beat because they do, they stick to their they stick to their line, and as we'll talk about later in the next segment, they really stick to their line. Whether they whether they're Democrats or Republicans, they have their talking point. They don't cross away from that. In most cases, there are some people. I think you and I try to find common ground on issues, even when we don't agree with each other. Um, you know, it, it's. You can listen to you can listen to the history of the conversation on this show. Like we've had heated shows, um, for sure, but we we've always no been able never kind of we've always been able to kind of bring that back in. Um, and you know, so I don't know. I just anyway. So yeah. what do you do now? So so like, what do you do with this? 
so you have a guy. Let's jump into the conspiracy theories, which I think you know maybe a few more about because these are these are fun. But I yeah, hate I haven't I hate the I haven't dived into it. Well, I'll say that. I mean, there's definitely there's a lot going on. I've seen videos that shows. I know that the big theory going on right now is. Uh, that there was multiple shooters. That there's no way that it was he a horrible could've... segue, and we totally should have talked about mental illness more. And we'll come, ba- we'll circle back <laughs> around to that. But like you, you saw me blank there, and I just I went into conspiracy theories. So let's, right. let's wrap these up. <laughs> so right. Go ahead. So obviously the big one is there's multiple shooters. You hear that every time with Sandy Hook, with any type of over routine, anytime there's a, a big shooting, they there's a conspiracy that there was multiple shooters and. Mm-hmm. You know, they always end up being a lone wolf, or at least that's what they say there is. Um, and <laughs> He's just, like, giving credence to the hey, conspiracies. Dude, I don't, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. I'm not going to be that vain that's and be like, no, say. trust me. I watched CNN. I definitely know. No, I'm not going to go that I route. I know. Route. I know for a fact <laughs> that those towers came down because of the maintenance crews that worked on Saturday. Right. I don't go that far <laughs> either. But, again... I think that it's it's good to keep a skeptical mind whenever you look at this type of carnage. I know that there was a big thing going on. Someone was trying to to show like mathematically you could not fire uh, that quickly, and then the bump stocks got brought into it. So there was a conspiracy there. Then there was the conspiracy that there was two windows broken. Apparently, he couldn't break two windows, so it had to be two people. There were so many guns that it had to be two people. Uh, I saw a video that showed uh, th- what looked to be a guy shooting from, like, the third floor. But, again, it was really low quality. Um, it's really low quality, and I would like to remind people that are, like, citing things like that. It's very possible. The problem that I personally have with the, oh, there were multiple shooters shooting from the same building is that, okay, because you saw a light in the reflection of glass in Vegas doesn't mean anything. It's <laughs> Vegas and there are lights in that glass. <laughs> so, you know, like I know how it works. It, the, that doesn't necessarily have to be coming from that building. B I've seen the building in the daylight and there are two windows out. Where right. is this other shooter standing? So I think here's the thing. I, I here's the problem. And let's uh, merge conspiracy with, reality for a second oh my god i think i think a lot of these conspiracies were given credence based on the sheriff coming out and saying there it seems like there would have had to have been he would have had to have had help and i think these guys that like to think in this post jfk type scenario conspiracy um scenario just take that they can take that sentence that like it it's crazy and you would think that he would need help and just turn that into well the sheriff is saying that it had to be multiple (laughs) shooters and i'm yeah and like to me i just think everybody should sit back conspiracy theories are fun to me especially when they're right (laughs) (laughs) that was buzzing what you did there that was clever (laughs) um but no, I think conspiracy theories are 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 fun to think about, and like, yes, we should keep an open mind, and we should look into all those different weird aspects and whatever. But I also think that we should wait until like they've told us what happened, because right now everybody's oh, everyone who uh, every, is obsessed with conspiracy theories big, hates what you just said. 
<laughs> oh, I know they do. Just wait for them to tell wait. us, man. Just wait. They'll tell us the truth. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. <laughs> you're picking... No, I'm not saying they'll tell us the truth, but you're picking apart literally nothing right now. Right. You're you're trying to decipher all of the information they're not giving you without having information to debunk. So, right. it, so if, you know, if they come out and they say that... Um, that Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK, right? Mm-hmm. They they come out and tell you that, then you can look at what is the reality of that situation. And then you can start to, as more details come out, you can start to pick that apart. You can start to go, oh, well, look, the trajectory of the blah, 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 blah. Like, that's fine. Magic but you bullet. have You have a statement. Right now, the statement is, well, no shit. <laughs> we don't know shit. Yeah, like, it's kind of hard trying, to say. That like they got, uh, well, they I was, got I was billboards say, up asking for tips. Like they don't yeah. know anything. Well, even that. So until they tell, so until they tell us something, it's hard to debunk it. Yeah, but then again, that's the same. I was going to say basically what you were saying, where I was like, yeah, I mean, they're saying they don't know anything, but they could clearly just be saying that when they clearly know everything. They could be, you know. Yeah, they could be, but I would think that I don't know. I like, see nothing. The, the the public wants answers to this so i don't think you're yeah. just going to be able to i think the public needs something. answers this. this is the biggest mass shooting in america and here's 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 my problem too with this whole uh with the whole conspiracy theory aspect of it what benefit do they get out of not saying anything if there was like some intergovernmental oh this was a stage so we could get metal detectors inside of casinos if that was the case <laughs> then they would have already had drawn up their story prior to this happening so right. boom it happens boom that here's the explanation let's move on and let's get this shit inside regardless of casinos. whether you believe it or not and i don't i don't believe it but i'm not going to ignore the fact that they are putting metal detectors into casinos now like they are doing that. Well, maybe, maybe they should. People just got <laughs> fucking killed. Right. Again, yeah, I get it. You're like, oh no, there must be a conspiracy because gun violence just happened, and now people are going to try to look for guns. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't know. I know there's some pictures that make it look like there's a letter on the counter, and they're claiming they haven't seen a letter. So that's kind of no. They didn't claim that. They said there was a letter. They said that the letter oh, though, I just only. A, 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 they said the letter only had numbers on it, like oh it all the had calculations, just numbers, yeah, yeah and yeah. those were calculations to which I don't know how I don't uh, know, wind variance like, and different, uh, yeah, it's for like long range shooting type of calculations. That so you here's would need to so take. let's let's flip away from conspiracies now and just go back into this because because that the fact that there are calculations makes right. you know that. This guy isn't just like he's not a dumb guy. Like he might be crazy. No, he was he a, definitely is crazy. Like he was a, but, a very financially successful accountant. The dude was smart, right? And that's he, kind of a trend that we see a lot with the mass shootings. You know, with the Obar Martins, that seems like more of a crime of passion or a crime of confusion, right. rather. You know, but with still the, a mass murderer. Yeah, but you know, when you look at the James Holmes, the guys that that booby trapped their apartments with bombs and put music on to lure people in, like really fucking sadistic shit. And right. you know, it tends to be these people who are very intelligent uh, and that maybe have some sort of uh, imbalance going on that they don't get treatment for. Uh, which again is the, what they're claiming is the case here: is that people are saying, you know, he looked normal enough, but people who knew him thought, you know, hey, he maybe was a little off, but nothing that would show. Yeah. Me. That he's gonna murder well, everybody. I don't know. There were the, the, no, but there were a lot of people that from the from the casinos um, 
in the area that were like, yeah, dude, this guy was like, we hated when he came in. Like their relationship made us nervous. He like berated her and shouted at her and did his girlfriend and did like all this yeah. crazy shit in public in well, Starbucks he was there with and the, all this with the prostitute. They caught that lady, the one that was running around telling everyone they were gonna die. Yeah, it was a prostitute yeah. that he uh, she was with. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's a new fucking layer I, to the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, I did not know that. Um, yeah, that's, crazy yeah, shit. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, he said that she was, and he or she said of him that he was into like really weird stuff, like rape fantasies and all this really dark shit. And hmm. yeah, so I mean, obviously the dude had demons. I mean, I don't know how that plays. Well, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, mean obviously, he's, yeah, he's kind of got right. like this sort of aggressive. You know, but here's my thing. Like, I don't like this idea because I keep hearing, like, I've heard people say that, like, and they mostly use this in the last in the last point that we talked about a, a few minutes ago, where when we're debating, like, is this terrorism? Is it not? Is it? And what I would say is, no, it's not because until we have a motive, we can't call it that. What we can call it is we can call it a mass murder. Yeah, um, it's evil, and we can call him a mass murderer. Evil. Right. Um, but I keep. I, There's I no don't point like, to it. Then it's not really terrorism. I don't like people going. I think he just snapped. I don't like that. I think he just snapped. Argument. Yeah. Because like, do I think that he was broken? Do I think he was demented? Yes, I, I obviously think he degraded. Do. But you know I think I mean? when you yes, Broke yeah, I down. do. Um, I think that so snapped by makes saying, it sound very, you know, quick. Bam! It, it makes um, it sound I'm like, snapped now. Now everything's going on, and it, like clearly this dude right. had calculations, and he planned this shit out. And Not, apparently, he planned it really well. He had a he had another hotel, um, the like a, earlier in the month that was booked overlooking another concert, and then he had a hotel booked in Chicago overlooking Lollapalooza or whatever, um, in June or July or whenever it was, like. This this isn't a guy who snapped. When you snap, you lose a hundred thousand dollars at the casino. Go grab the only gun that you have near you, and then just start shooting because right. I can't that's pay my mortgage. Ah. Is. Right, like you this this guy thought this up and started buying guns. Um, would they say he bought twenty three over the last six months? And Something stupid like, like that. Yeah, forty something over the last year or whatever. Like or over the last like since the beginning of the year i don't know just yeah. dude didn't look good either every time you see his picture i mean you tell he, well i guess we can talk about that we'll, i've got it we'll have we'll have to touch on that in the gun control debate debate because like purchasing weapons and those systems are a good thing to talk about but yeah we'll, we'll save that for a second for like five um, minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so you know i i don't know man i the, at the not, end of the day, this is a, obviously a horrible, horrible thing. Right. Um, there's not a lot of we'd answers like to at have, this point, and you know, no, I don't, I don't know not, when which, we're going to get them. I don't know if we're going to get them. I don't know right. what I believe. Uh, I try to tell because I, I know a lot of people that are really, really deep into the conspiracy theories, and I try to kind of get them out of it and say, you know, these are okay. You can try to connect the dots, but it's really fucking easy to connect dots with just anything. It just is. Yeah. So there's some things. You know, keep. It's fine if you believe certain things and you want to keep digging at it, but don't just believe anything that you see on Facebook because most of it's bullshit. And same way to the right. people that are believing the media and did, you know, for whatever reason they haven't caught on and don't realize that the media doesn't tell you the truth all the time, and don't just right. listen to everything they say. 
So with this one, there's just so many questions or so many unanswered questions that, you know, I don't know if we're going to get the answers. Uh, I hope so, because it's the biggest fucking shooting in America, in American history. And, yeah. you know, we, we probably deserve some answers, but there, it might be a case kind of like with uh, James Holmes, where there really is no answer. The guy just whatever. He idolized the Joker in that case. And that was the explanation. This guy might have just idolized some sort of shooting or something and just that's what he wanted to do and that's the end of it yeah you know just don't know yeah no i i know i think you're right though um dude that's crazy did we just get through close to 30 minutes without like getting mad at each other on opposite (laughs) sides of some political (laughs) aisle or something right it's insane holy shit you guys should learn from us we'll be right back This is a semi-automatic weapon. It's legal, and it's one of the guns that was used to kill 58 people at a concert in Las Vegas. Normally, these guns shoot around 30 rounds in 10 seconds, but the guns in the Las Vegas shooting were modified to shoot nearly as fast as an illegal automatic weapon, about 90 shots in 10 seconds. Automatic weapons can fire 98 shots in seven seconds with a single pull of a trigger. And since 1986, it's been illegal to own one in the United States. So how did the Las Vegas shooter manage to nearly replicate the destruction of a gun that's been illegal for more than 30 years? Mass shootings almost always involve these semi-automatic weapons, which is why they're so deadly. Semi-automatics fire much more quickly than the kinds of firearms that have been around for most of American history. Shooters use them in the Virginia Tech, Fort Hood, Aurora, Sandy Hook, San Bernardino, and Orlando massacres. Most of these shooters also used high-capacity magazines, which make semi-automatics even more deadly by reducing the time spent reloading. But the Las Vegas shooting was different. The semi-automatic weapon the shooter used had been modified to be even more deadly, using a $99 add-on called a bump stock, which uses the gun's recoil power to automatically put pressure on the trigger. This seems hard to square with the text of a 1986 law signed by Ronald Reagan. I do believe that an AK-47, a machine gun, is not a sporting weapon or needed for defense of a Which not only made it unlawful for any person to transfer or possess a machine gun, it also outlawed any part or combination of parts designed and intended for use in converting a weapon into a machine gun. But a 2010 letter from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms posted on the website for one bump stock manufacturer says that because the product attaches to the exterior and doesn't have any mechanical parts, it's legal. In 2013, a few months after the Sandy Hook shooting, Senator Dianne Feinstein proposed a bill that would have banned bump stocks. The bill never came up for a vote. All right, and we're back. So, of course, the gun debate has to be had now that uh, we've had all of this gun violence going on here. Uh, pretty much as no soon way, as dude. the it's America. There's never a good time to talk about guns. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it, but we sure like to do it. So pretty much as soon as this has happened, both sides had jumped all over it. The usual players came out. Bernie Sanders was doing his all gun, all his dumb gun shit. The NRA came out and was like, "Nope, guns are good. Don't even worry what about I it." I learned, and everyone was I just kn- doing. Their I'll thing. just tell you what I learned over the last week. The only 
person that can beat a bad guy with a gun is a Sean Hannity with a gun. That that's what I learned. <laughs> you calling him Sean, out? He only he, throws footballs. Sean Hannity bro. is like, if I was in that crowd, I would just blasted my fucking way out of this situation. Like, really? Would you? Would you, Sean? He's like, I would have worked my way up to the thirty-second floor, kicked that motherfucker in, and been like, suck my American dick. Pew 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 pew. pew. So yeah, <laughs> that's. Right, yeah. No, what would have actually happened is he would have cried like a baby, possibly died, and then if he did shoot off, he'd shoot into the damn windows of some floor that innocent people are in. No. Probably black Don't people. do that, Sean Hannity. That's a bad... <laughs> 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 <That's a> bad... <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Sean Hannity. Get, get, get your shit together. No, but obviously, like we said, it's, uh, it's been spawned. The Dunn debate is here again, and we're having it um, writ large because of the biggest... You know, violent gun shooting here. So I figured we'd go through some of the numbers here on just a few different aspects of it because whether we like to admit it or not, America has gun violence. Like, that's just, there's no way around it. We like killing other people with guns. We like our guns. We have Second Amendment, which clearly states that we should have a well regulated militia. We can go into that as well because I've always thought that it's kind of a side tangent here, but being a Republican, it's almost like bred into you that you just have to love the Second Amendment. That's just where it's at. That's your shit. And I'm fine with that. The question I have for other Republicans is it clearly states well-regulated. Like, it's right there. Well-regulated militia. So if you say these are the guns you can have, it sounds like you're regulating it. Right. I don't get where they say that's not plausible. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, you see no. what I'm saying? Like I just, <laughs> no, I really I totally don't get that. See what you're saying, and that's an amazing point that Democrats should be making. <laughs> like I, I've no, nobody yeah. has ever said it in those terms to me, and that's brilliant. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a good Republican, I was reading my Constitution the other night, <laughs> and, and was like, "Wait a second, guys, I think we fucked up here." Right. So, again, to me, in uh, looking at the the amount of gun violence, the amount of guns in America, I don't think it's a bad thing to talk about regu regulating i don't think we should outlaw guns like right. other pe places have uh, and we obviously saw the stunt <laughs> that, that was pulled by uh, australia where they had their uh, amnesty day or whatever it was where you know if you had an illegal firearm you could turn it in and you had all the cops that were you know chilling out on the truckloads of guns that they confiscated and is that really you know, it, amnesty day? Is that the right term? I feel like that's wrong. I don't know what it. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know what it's called. Whatever it is, you you are not you're not held accountable like, for having something illegal. It's, it's like, like right. It's like the gun buyback shit that they were free doing. pass. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and obviously here's, that goes against my, everything that Americans believe in. Here's my issue though with where the conversation has gone this week. Yes, I agree with you um, that you know both sides picked their their obvious go-to talking points and start shouting them as soon as before the bullets even hit the ground. Like I get it. And, and you can't expect anything less from people who their job is to politicize everything, whether it's the media, whether it's the politicians, like, I mean, you know, their job is at least in the, the way that they seem to interpret their job is to gain political ground so if i can use this right. to gain political ground that's exactly what i'm going to do um so that's of politics. course they did that i mean that's Here, nothing new here's my problem though the bases do it too right so like you have right. people we live in the suburbs of st louis you live in st louis and um 
so you know we know we know city people and we know small town people and you know in the especially in the suburbs around St. Louis like people th- i think when people think of st louis like they think of um what <laughs> well, is one of the most dangerous damn cities in the, but they in the but world. they think of a city but like the way that st yeah. louis feels to us here in it is there's like not a lot of city to it like there's not a lot of no bustle. there's not there's a lot of people and there's farms there's a lot of poverty it. and things like so, that like, yeah it's not new york it's not something where you're gonna go into a city and get lost for days. Like this is right. this is a small city. My personal by- experience living in St. Louis is that most of the people I know in the city are woefully naive, and they just think nothing bad's gonna happen to them. And everyone in the suburbs I meet is just like rid- ridiculously on guard and just think that right. like everyone's here to steal their shit. Right. They've got all the ADT systems that they're paying monthly yeah. for and I'm just like, has anybody ever like, no been one's after coming you? to you? Um <laughs> so, you do know that some of those things happen, but again, it seems like it's just one of one of the extremes. The people who are in the most danger just ignore it. And right. the people who aren't in the most danger are like, I can't believe they're coming to kill me. But I the, can't even I gotta lock my door at six but, o'clock. But my point here is that the base tends to fall for the for the hook line and sinker right so yeah. the the democrats come out and they go well this is clearly and i here's the thing that yes there were democrats that came out and said like well gun control now they i don't think that typically at the start of the conversation they elaborated i didn't hear nancy pelosi come out and say this specific gun needs to be off the shelf so right. that's like, diane feinstein's okay <laughs> that's, that's her work so that that's fine um of course we expect that just like we expect people on the right politicians and the base that f- fell for it to be like no grab my guns right. get your dirty liberal hands like and so what was that uh republican that just ran for um the runoff and he pulled his gun out during the the speech or whatever and right they, they voted for and him that, yeah so obviously both sides use it the, they use it's a prop well, a gun has become a prop in politics in everything i was watching bill maher which i don't typically watch um but i was but he had somebody on i actually think it was billy crystal that made a point and the point he was making i didn't care for but i will take what he said from his point and kind of use it a little bit less with with less of an agenda um but Mm -hmm. Gun culture is a thing. We live in a gun culture to the point where he gave an example of how our like our sports commentary goes, and it was hilarious because he was right. Like we talk about like a shotgun defense, and um, you know, like oh Hell he yeah. he's got him in his sights, and he th- he throws it to him, and he hits him with a bullet in the chest, and it's like it's all guns. <laughs> like we talk about guns a lot. We we are very desensitized in in this culture to I think. Honestly, I think that a lot of people, guns are toys. Guns are entertainment. They're right. fun. But guns are so much more powerful than just a toy. Like, I can't go yeah. do, I can't go do <laughs> can a lot of damage you. with this Hulk Hogan action figure sitting on my desk right now. Um, oh, you're not thinking, thinking creatively. <laughs> right. I don't know that I, can, <laughs> that I can injure 470 people. That's all I'm saying. I'll probably get stopped, <laughs> especially if Sean Hannity is near. Um, but, right. He's going to get you. But my my problem though is, is that like I I hate seeing that I, I've seen it all over social media for the last couple of days and what I think has actually been very responsible about 
the grown-ups in the room. There are the Diane Feinsteins that come out and the Bernie Sanders and, and, you know, whatever. And then there are the extremes on the on the right as well. Don't grab my guns, whatever. But it, it's nice to see that people like Paul Ryan and people like Mitch McConnell and people like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi have found a common ground that like and Donald Trump and the NRA that like, hey, let's reevaluate this bump stock thing. Um, yeah. And for people and, who don't know, the bump stock allows it to a sit was it a semi-automatic to fire twice as fast as right, basically, it would regularly be. So the way that I've heard it explained and this could be wrong and I don't I've shot terribly guns. wrong. Oh I don't have a, I don't have a problem with guns. I'm not an anti-gun guy, but I don't know a lot. I don't know. I don't have a lot of gun knowledge. So if I'm wrong, post it in the comments. I'll verify your shit. And then, you know, I, where I, can I comment? I, Cause you're wrong. Right. But here, here's the thing. <laughs> what I, the way that I've heard it explained, he's like, you know, when you pull the trigger on a semi-automatic, you get that short burst, right? Bop, bop, bop. Mm-hmm. Um, this bump stock is an add-on to the gun, uh, the butt of the gun. And what it does is when you pull that trigger, you still get that burst. But then when you release the trigger, you also get a, another short burst. So if you continuously squeeze the trigger and release it, you've got a gun that goes from a three-round short burst to like it's not stopping, right? Now right. – um, it doesn't have to be used that way. I've heard the argument made that, like, yeah, but a responsible person just stops shooting. Like, yes, I know, <laughs> but we're not worried about responsible people. Responsible people aren't right. the problem here. Um, so, well, see, that's kind of the argument, <laughs> though, is that people aren't responsible, so we gotta take the guns away because now we're gonna see less. No, gun just that's regulate the them. Idea I'm not saying, it. and that's the argument yeah. that I have a huge problem with. And you just made it. Take the guns away. Right. Nobody, at take least, them away. at least in this conversation, nobody's talking about taking any guns away. They're talking about taking what is essentially a legal loophole that turns a semi-automatic into what is almost a fully automatic which has been banned for 30 plus years so you're talking about you're not talking about taking any guns off the shelf you're talking about taking an add-on to a gun off the shelf so anybody who's making the argument keep your keep your hands off my guns nobody's trying to take them um and for people that are going to make the slippery slope argument well if you give them an inch they take a mile i i don't agree with you whatsoever on so and you fight him on the next measure, and that, what, that's kind of my point: is that it would, it's, it's not true. It's not true in that, America. In America, no meaningful, far-reaching gun legislation will ever get passed because one party is adamantly opposed to it. We watched a classroom full of first graders get blown to shit under a liberal government, and no one did anything. No gun legislation will to. ever get passed. Ever. Yeah. So nobody's ever going to grab your guns. We'll see. Like I said, all it takes is if they switch it we'll over see. to 50% majority. It's never happened. And the Democrats get in charge. They really don't like guns. So I figure that at this point, we've kind of put our positioning on it. I don't hate guns. No, uh, I'm not, not at I don't want to take anybody's guns. I don't want to do anything like that. I personally choose not to own a gun. That's my personal I thing. Wouldn't That's even... solely based off of a statistic I heard that said that 95% of the time, if the gun is being used, it is not being used on an intruder, which is the only reason why I would ever buy it. The, they say that 95% of the time it is used for suicide, 
which is a huge it like if you look at the pie when it comes to gun death suicide is massive right and that's just the way it is it goes suicide domestic abuse so domestic murder wife kills the husband husband kills the wife whatever or accidental shooting kid gets the gun blows his head off or he blows his grandma's head off or whatever someone dies right and I got a kid in the house. No, thank you. So I just choose not to own one. Right. And I've had some people be like, well, it's fine. Just lock it up. I'm like, dude, no. I remember going to friends' no. houses and Let's... you know, confession time. We broke into the gun cases and we messed around with guns. Luckily, no one died. Let's make but sure. kids do dumb shit. Let's make sure before the irrationals start fucking tweeting at us that that doesn't mean if you have a gun and a kid in the house that we disagree with that that's fine (laughs) that's your decision that's not mitch's decision and exactly that's probably not my decision either i haven't thought about it in those terms i have um i have an eight month old so i haven't really thought of it in the having kids terms yet because it's new to me i've got another one on the way so but you know, you make a good point, at least from my perspective. I also, like I stated, live in the suburbs of St. Louis where I kind of laugh at people that lock their fucking door while they're having a party. Like, you know more people are coming in <laughs> that you invited, right? And no one has right. ever breached your fucking household that you they didn't the want perimeter. here. Um, Grab the AK. So, you know, <laughs> like, so I personally don't feel like anyone's ever going to be after me. Um, and I also don't think that if I have like th- these personal feelings, so nothing against anybody who doesn't agree with me. Um, because right. you can I, own all the guns you want. We don't want to take your guns. Right. That's and not I what understand. We're, about. we're saying I these underst- are our reasons for not owning guns. Right. I understand why you want them, whether it's hunting, whether it's protection from the for government, fun, shooting. for fun, which I think more people should be honest about because guns are fun. I have shot guns. It oh, is yeah. fun. Don't it doesn't you don't have to have a constitutional reason. Say I enjoy it and right. move the fuck on. Um, and the majority of the gun violence comes from handguns. It's not people with automatics. And guess what? People have a lot of automatic. Here's a problem: automatics you can't have an automatic. That's a fair point, but I still have a problem with the fact that when you buy multiple handguns in this country in a in a certain period of time you're put on a list because you just bought a bunch of handguns when you buy right. semi-automatics in this country at in um in that same amount of time period or whatever you're not put on a list and that doesn't make sense to me um yeah i don't think that makes sense to me either i know that republicans are the ones that kind of block that and say that they don't want to have a registry because oh the government's you know keeping a registry of your activities I get it, but again, it goes back to that Second Amendment, well regulated. You know, that's right. fine. You can own guns that are that are yeah. But if a motherfucker a is, style. is buying twenty three in six months and like forty, or what are 50 you doing plus, with those? Like, yeah, somebody ask him a question, please. Like, it's it's yeah. not. It, it now we can argue about how effective our government is at asking those questions. Hey, Sarkayev brothers, are you out for evil? No, certainly not. Okay, right. you, you go right on your way. So, you know, but still, someone should probably be asking a question. What are you doing a gun show in your backyard? Why do you have 40 guns? Right. Like, what yeah. What are you doing here? It, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to me. And I'll tell you personally, um, as far as the bump stock goes, I am completely fine with that not being. Like, so am I. I. I'm completely fine with that. I understand that people that have them probably enjoy shooting with them but i just think you know because one of the one of the talking points um over this whole debate 
in the last couple of weeks has been, well, what meaningful legislation could have been passed that would have prevented the carnage that took place last Sunday in Vegas? And what I will simply say to you, there's an easy answer. Banning bump stocks would have prevented the level of carnage that took place last Sunday. Right. Well, that's, the, the, that's the problem. And I am going to play semantics on this one is when you say prevent, that means stop. If you said reduce, I'm on board because I, if you no, what I said, stock, what I said was prevent the level of carnage. So right, essentially, which is a fancy way of not saying reduced, <laughs> so. right? So reduce, right? Right. There you go. I'm on board. Good. I'm always right. Um, <laughs> but no. But seriously, I just think that I, I I think that's an easy one, and I think that it. I personally. You don't have to agree with me. I don't. I don't care if you do. I think that it is nothing. Well, more fuck than, you then. I think that it is nothing <laughs> more than a legal loophole. And I think that in, in the same, if if the government or the ATF or whoever um, and the NRA have agreed that fully automatics should not be uh, accessible um, to the public, then I think that that creating something that turns a semi-automatic into that should equally not be available to the public. Yeah. Um, so my big thing is, do we have a problem? Because obviously we can debate it all day long, but until we look and see what's going on, it, there's really no context to the, the thing. One side saying guns are bad. The other side saying guns aren't bad. We know every now and again, you know, 20 to 30 people get killed. So what's actually happening? Um, so I'm going to list a couple of statistics here, and this is from Vox which I understand is not the most reputable. This is a left-leaning type of... Uh, I cite Fox all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, this is Vox with a V. Yeah, it's a, it's a liberal thing here. But I thought I'd go through a couple of these. Uh, this is what they said. Brian Gun violence in America. But only because his last <laughs> name reminds me of like oatmeal <laughs> or something. Right. Phil Spitt. Okay, so here we go. It says America has six times as many firearm uh, homicides as Canada and nearly 16 times as many as Germany. So what they did is they broke this down by homicides by firearms per one million people. So you see Australia, uh, which obviously had the big gun show and all of that, and it's relatively very low. You're looking at 1.4 for every million people. 1.4 persons. So that's fucking super low. Germany is close to two. Denmark is 2.7. And then you get down, you know, Switzerland is actually a little bit higher than, than most here at 7.7. And then you have America, which is the United States, rather, which is 27.7. Now, we know, let's do some, some quick math here, because we know that the uh, population of America is, what did we say it was the last time, 367 million? Have, yeah, 67, 68, somewhere in there. Yeah, so we have 367 million people which is just crazy times that by let's see here 29.7 yeah and if yes, you it's a lot of motherfuckers you anything dying. from our electoral college um discussion then you know that there's only 16 farmers per plot of land throughout those <laughs> so those. you say <laughs> right so anyway so sorry. so there's a lot like either way we look at it there's a lot of motherfuckers dying in america from gun violence like we that's Un, in my opinion, it is undebatable. You, you're not going to win that debate if you say that. No, it's not a big deal because it is. There's right. a lot of people that are getting killed, and it, it most of it tends to be from uh, from handguns. 
So the next thing it says is America has 4.4% of the world's population, but almost half of the civilian-owned guns around the world. So no one can say we're not armed. We're right. very well armed. <laughs> like, if anything was going to go down, there's people with guns that, that they've got it. You know, it, We've got it on lockdown. Uh, let's see here. So now they kind of went a little bit different here. So they took it to be mass shootings, which are anything. Um, I think they, they used the standard that you were talking about earlier where it's, um, you know, three people or more mm-hmm. in a shooting. And as far and as mass it, shootings go, yeah. Yes, yeah, as far as mass shootings go. And it says that there has been over uh, 1,500 mass shootings since Sandy Hook. And most of these are concentrated on the um, – I guess that would be the eastern coast. Florida is just lit up. I mean, Florida, Alabama, Carolina, North Carolina, they're just covered in these shootings. California, the places that aren't filled up almost at all, Texas. And you've hmm. got uh you've got Kansas City and you've got St. Louis. I don't see any in Wyoming or Idaho. It's literally zero. And that's people, you know, that's where someone took a gun out, shot three or more people and just wounded them doesn't happen in the states that you would expect have the most guns that's interesting what i wonder why alabama is littered with because population alabama has a massive population Uh, and i think and it's it's a it's one of the most relatively poor states in the united states so again i think that this is just more evidence that shows population income inequality and poverty are your best precursors to violent crime that's what it looks like and then a we have it just we have access to guns, so that's the easiest way to do it. Um, right. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, it says on average, more than there's more than one mass shooting per day in America, which is just crazy. The United States has, states have more guns, uh, gun deaths. Okay, so there's a lot of these other statistics here that's just basically confirming the same thing, that guess what? We kill a lot of people with guns. Um so, yeah, I think that there's obviously a debate that needs to be had in when it comes to firearms and pistols. That's where I don't know where we go, because the first thing that people are going to say is I have this for self-defense. And it's really right. hard to kind of argue with that and be like, well, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, We need to take it. And that's where a majority of this gun violence is coming from. It's not coming from automatics. You right. know, I saw one statistic that showed it was like 92 percent of the gun deaths were coming from handguns. So what do you do with that? I mean, the guns that they, they want to, that we see the legislation, that we see the people getting all riled up about, doesn't seem to matter. If, if What you want to do is to decrease gun violence. That's not the way to do it. Well, here's the problem I have, and I think there, I don't know the answers, but I notice what I, I think th- I do. What, but no, <laughs> but what I notice is what I think are like, unforeseen variables right like the thing the, mm-hmm. so like reading in between the statistic lines is like what do you right. not see there what's not there and because what i'm thinking is like all right so you, so you've given me this number of like we have the most gun availability like we're we're good we've got a shit ton of we've guns. got the guns and um and we have background checks and we have systems in place to keep right. the hands out of or the guns out of the hands of bad people and not prevent the 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 normal citizen from not from you know we don't want to take their right to have the gun away no matter what right. their reason is and i get that but here's the problem so something is happening 
where guns are getting in the hands of bad people. Now, there mm-hmm. may be cases like Stephen Paddock where it seems like, yes, his mental capacity or whatever was deteriorating rapidly over the last at mm-hmm. least year or so, especially. Maybe before that, probably before that, but definitely over the last year. Um so so there may be that and that and so that's an anomaly on its own right there are people that slip through the cracks but there mm-hmm. also have to be people that slip through the cracks on the good on the good normal citizen side right there has to be right. people good people on paper buying guns and selling them to other people because right. if you're a felon and you you can't get a gun like you can't just go to the store and buy that there's a background check and so you're getting it somehow those are harder to pass than you than you think and again when it comes to the gun culture that we live in i have bought a gun off of a guy you say that, I that worked they're with. they're harder to pass and in some areas they are but we also know that Dylan Ruth um who shot up the church in South Carolina, the black church or whatever was on a, th- uh, three day. Um, it, it was a background check that took 72 hours to come in. They gave him the gun in the meantime. He then went and well, shot up the church stupid. and he didn't pass the, he would not have passed the background check. So, right. Like, so that's just someone being negligent. Like you're not supposed to give them the gun until they pass right, the background check. Right, there has check. to be a way to regulate that too. I don't think so. It just sounds like negligence to me. Like, yes, to my I know, if but he, if, there has to be a lot of it if there's so many bad guys <laughs> with guns that wouldn't pass background yeah. checks. I think that you're just, they're just buying it from other people. Like I said, with the gun culture, I've bought a gun off my uh, – someone that I worked with and it was just a rifle. It was a hunting rifle. You know, I didn't want to go pay $400 for it. He was selling it for a hundred. So I bought it from him. Is that legal? Can you sell it? No, gun? not at all. Okay. Not without going through the proper channels, but you know, I don't have it now. Cops. If you're listening, <laughs> I so, was wondering, so, I totally just, well, you blasted yeah, yourself. I sold it I back. Ask the fucking yeah. question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But that's, that's an example of the, the culture here is that, you know, I just, I, he offered me, he said, Hey, you want a gun to go hunting? I said, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's Missouri. That's totally normal. So people do that. And then you take gang violence. You take all this populous area where people are saying, Hey, you need a handgun. You so can't pass background checks. I gotcha. Sh- there needs to be a way to hold him no responsible. There. there needs to be a way to hold him responsible for selling you the gun because there has to be a deterrent. Well, yeah, if they there get has caught, to be a re- you get <laughs> you get fined, right? But so like, those things are in place. They just yeah. you're not getting caught, right? You know, like so. I got this pulled up here for gun violence archive of 2017. So this is this year so far in real time, updated today. There has been a, a total of 47,821 incidents. Of those, 11,970 resulted in death. Of those, uh, the number of children killed or injured was 562. Uh, let's see here. Home invasions were 1,907. And defensive use was 1,552. Unintentional shootings is almost just as much, 1,546. That goes back into that statistic of that I have of saying, like, hey, you know, I don't want to use it because this is saying that pretty much 50-50 you're going to use it for defense or you're going to be, uh, intent, you know, unintentionally shot. But that's also not 
factoring in suicide and there's other factors that uh, you know makes me not really want to own one. Right. And it's got the map up here. And once again, I mean, the, the East Coast, the whole eastern part of the state is just covered. You can't see these states. Right. Uh, and then, of course, you've got all of the West Coast all along there. So you've got the, Seattle. That's population based. Exactly. And right. that's what I'm saying. It's not it, it's nothing about a gun culture. It's not the fact that you own guns, in my opinion, because I'm looking at it. And I guarantee you that people in Montana. Well, if in there's Nevada, only 16 people in that uh, field that you've determined oh, has oh, oh, more of a vote, <laughs> then there's less people to shoot. So, you know. Right. They're just shooting. They're just shooting their corn. I'm no so mad deal. at you about the Electoral College thing that, like, I'm going to bring it up in every episode. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I, so to me, the biggest thing is what I've always been saying is that. When you look at it, it the best precursor for violent crime is income inequality, poverty, and populace. Boom. And it looks like this map is entirely showing this exact thing. These are the populous states. These are the states that are the poorest states. And they have a lot of, of gun violence, except for California, which so obviously... There... I mean, this state is just lit up. There's just... So, well, we know that California's got a lot of problems. But... Here's what like it's easy for Democrats. This isn't this is not my not my position. So I'm gonna put that Mm -hmm. out there before I say it and after I say it, so that it's really hard when Frank tries to cut this into a soundbite to make it sound (laughs) like this is my position. But so the Democrats though that make the argument that that they've the conclusion that they've drawn is that if you take guns away you decrease murder and violence it's easy to draw that conclusion no i don't think so and this is why what i'm going to show you here one thing that i was looking at as well was the the rate of murder um just the rate of murder because that's the big thing here is we can talk about guns and say gun violence does murder okay but it's those numbers are skewed because some countries outlaw all, all guns. Right. We obviously don't. We've got a shit ton of guns. So obviously our murder rate's going to be skewed when it comes to guns. But let's look at murder rates. So if I do that, I can pull up. Obviously, Mexico's got a 16% rate. That's um, for a per million, um, which is pretty damn high. A lot of the South American countries have huge murder. And obviously they haven't outlawed any type of guns. But I know one was uh, India. I'm trying to find it here because I know that they had, a, I believe, a 44 uh, rate nope. when it comes to to nope. murders, and that's a country where that has we, been. Where do we fall? We are, I believe, we're at four point nine. So we have a relatively low murder rate. Well, it's it's high for a first world country. I mean, obviously, when you look at the top countries here, uh, we're going to see Venezuela, we're going to see Jamaica, well, we're going to see Guatemala, not, India wouldn't fall South into, Africa, uh, first world nation, would it? Yeah, I think they're they're on the cusp, man. I mean, they, there's a lot going on in India. They have a lot of problems. They have a lot of electrical grid problems. They have a lot of populist problems uh, and unemployment issues. But they also have big cities, and they do have a lot of technical advances. So it's it's kind of one of those it's weird still, things when you're looking feels at it. Like though, we should be lower than them based on population we, size. We should, and yeah, and the way that yeah the, our economic makeup is like we have. We have less. We we have a poverty problem, but not at the same at the same extent that right India does. And well, exactly. And that's kind of my point is that let's take a look at a uh, 
country. So their rates uh, lower. It's claiming it's three point two one, and the United States here is shown. But that's at, kind of my point. Uh, Four point eight eight. I mean, if, I feel like it's both of our points. I mean, I mean your point the, is that we're we're higher because because we we have guns, and right. I'll agree with you that it looks like guns are definitely involved in the high murder rates because again. When people say, like, well, guns are for recreation. No, they're not. They're for killing. That's right. why they were invented. They're for t- to shoot someone dead. And obviously, whenever they're so prevalent, you're going to see a lot more people get shot dead. Right. <laughs> That's going to happen. But my kind of point is is that you take a look at something like India, where they still have a very high, I think, total murders was uh, 41,628. Uh, That's from 2014. And here is from 15,696 15, for the United States. And that's all murders. So they obviously have way more murders. Now, again, their population's higher, which is why their rate is lower. But at the same time, they don't have any guns, period. India has outlawed guns. They're still killing each other. So, and why is it? And you look into it, and it looks like it's because of poverty. The unemployment rate's very high. These people don't have, you know, upward mobility which is what what is sought after and why republicans are so against socialism and other things they don't create upward mobility and then you you have problems now unfortunately in america we also have a lot of income inequality which i think is a precursor for for crime right so me whenever i sit stand back and i, I look at all the statistics that we just went over and everything that, that we've cited uh and even the things that we haven't because obviously we didn't have time to go through everything right it looks to me like, do we have too many guns in America? Yeah, probably. It certainly seems that way. Does it mean that if we get rid of all the guns, all the automatics, we'd fix the problem? Not even close. No. Even if we get rid of all the handguns, would we be would we our murder rate drop precipitously? I don't know. Maybe. It doesn't look like it. It seems like people we we have everything in place to cause a, a country to to have a high murder rate. Right. We have income inequality. We have <laughs> poverty. We have high populous cities that are overburdened with just too many people crowded in one spot. To me, that doesn't breed serenity. That's not where you go when you, when you want to no, you know, have a also, good... No, but what we also have is mass murders. Mass murders that are not politically motivated. Mass murders right. that are just fucking crazy dudes with mental issues that shouldn't be shouldn't have access yeah. to the other thing that i want to just bring up also is that there's this weird notion that i keep seeing liberals put out there that all pe- all white people are the only ones that commit mass shootings and that's not true it's not no. even close to true you look Omar at virginia Mateen, state that was yeah Omar Mateen. there's a t- if you actually look at it case per case there's a an unusual amount of uh, Asian shooters. There's Mexican I think, shooters. I, I don't think you should put that on all liberals, though. I think stupid liberals think that. But I, yeah, I'm saying there's a few that that kind of pro, you know push that narrative, and they only show the white people that did it. And it's like, yeah, th- but people in America have a problem with killing each other. Right. This doesn't. It's not limited to one race. At least it doesn't seem like it. At least not unproportionally. Obviously, there's more white people. They're probably going to be the majority of any statistic that you look at. Right. In America, they won't uh, tell you that. On the statistic, they will not tell no, you. They that. certainly don't. So, so I guess to wrap it up, uh, like, do I see whites any... get shot more by the police and blacks <laughs> shoot everybody in the city? That's that's basically the <laughs> straw man argument. So, uh, right. brought to you by every white person in the suburbs of St. Louis. 
Um, <laughs> I thought that was only 13 people sitting out there in their little farms. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have but... <laughs> a more important boat than you, Manhattan. <laughs> so, I can't trust those guys. They're killing everybody. We'll end every segment on the Electoral College. Yeah. Right. But anyway, just looking at this, I'm going to say that does do I think that we could use more regulation? Yeah. Do I think that that goes against the Constitution? No. Go read it. Do I think that getting rid of automatics is going to help? No, probably not. Do I think right. so? You know, we'll see. It, it's a stupid issue that keeps getting brought up, and I don't think that either side really is looking at it the way that they should. Uh, I think that conservatives and Republicans need to be more open-minded at looking at the statistics, and I think that liberals. And Democrats need to be more open-minded at looking at the statistics. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you it's, know, there's a few, like we said, bump too, stocks, totally on board. Yeah. But yeah. No, I'm I, there I can't with see you. Much, I, I think so. I think the, the unfortunate reality is that it's 2017, though. And in 2017, nobody wants to look at statistics, but everybody wants to have an opinion. And everybody you just want to be right. I'm it, right. I, I'm sorry, but I really do think that like the the 2016 election put us in like such a weird spot now, to where everybody has picked a side. People that didn't give a shit about politics last year now are all of a sudden passionate. People like me who don't give a shit about football will fight you tooth and nail on this damn story like and and you know and i don't now, care i've always been like i've always been political but everybody all of a sudden has this has these teams that they play for nobody yeah, wants I'm to with mike pence i'm walking out see, i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna steal this joke but um but Mike Pence, I can't get behind Mike Pence because he looks like the guys that he looks like one of the guys that chased the Von Tramps into the mountains. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Let me tell you what I've learned about this president, whom I did not know before taking this office. He loves his country. He puts Americans and America first. He's smart, he demands results wherever he goes, and he holds those around him accountable for whether they've done the job he's asked them to do. I have learned that there are some who try to sow dissension to advance their own agenda by tearing others apart in an effort to undermine President Trump's own agenda. I do not, and I will not operate that way. And the same applies to everyone on my team here at the State Department. I think it's the most important element of the article is to reaffirm my commitment to this role that President Trump's asked me to serve and to dispel with this notion that I have ever considered leaving. I have answered that question repeatedly. For some reason, it continues to be misreported. There's never been a consideration in my mind to leave. I serve at the appointment of the president, and I'm here for as long as the president feels I can be useful to achieving his objectives. Could you address the, the main headline of this story that you called the president a moron? And if not, where do you think these reports are? I'm, just, are I'm not going to deal with petty stuff like that. I mean, this is this is what I don't understand about Washington. Again, you know, I'm not from this place, but the places I come from, we don't deal with that kind of petty nonsense.
And it has been a war of words this morning. President Trump's tweets going after a leading Republican senator. And now we have a heated response. James Rosen, North Lawn of the White House with more. Fair to say, James, uh, in your years in Washington, uh, unprecedented, correct? The president has already been set by this president in some previous encounters just during the course of this first term of his. Perhaps the only thing placing Senator Corker in a slightly more enviable spot than past recipients of the president's Twitter fury is that Senator Corker has already announced his intention to retire. Senator Bob Corker begged me to endorse him for re-election in Tennessee, the president tweeted shortly before 7 a.m. I said no and he dropped out, said he could not win without. The president continued nine minutes later, my endorsement. He also wanted to be Secretary of State. I said, no thanks. He's also largely responsible for the horrendous Iran deal. Hence, I would fully expect Corker to be a negative voice and stand in the way of our great agenda. Didn't have the guts to run. It's a shame the foreign relations chairman responded an hour later. The White House has become an adult daycare center. Someone obviously missed their shift this morning. What the hell was Dub thinking? Y'all, let me show you what they posted on Facebook. This, they posted this ad of a before and after. Yes, and this is not the first time they posted a racist ad. Shows a black woman becoming white after using their body wash. Now, as word spread about the ad, folks were blasting them on social media, and then Dove dropped an apology, an image we recently posted on Facebook, missed the mark <laughs> in representing women of color thoughtfully. We deeply regret the offense it caused. <coughs> and this is not the first time Dove did this in 2011. They used this ad showing a black woman under the words before and a white woman under the words after. Social media attacked the company and once again Dove apologized. Y'all, what? I, I, you know, I, okay, I don't need you to have black people working there. Could somebody white say, um, <laughs> using our body wash don't turn nobody black to white. <laughs> All right, and let's get into the rest of the week. Um, we've got a couple of goof-ass stories. We, like, because we're not in the same room this week, and we basically just, like, bullshat our way through this whole episode, which we haven't. We've, we've had facts. <laughs> we've had numbers. Don't don't lie. Right. Um, Obviously, there was one segment I had more facts on <laughs> right, let's, than the other. Let's... Uh, Let's do a little. Let's do a little fun stuff in this segment, right? So, but first, we'll start off with just a little, a little bit more politics here. Um, we have two stories, it, two political stories this week that basically I think kind of fall into the same category: um, Rex Tillerson and Donald Trump. What is happening there? We don't know. Does he love him? Does he hate him? Is he a fucking moron? Nobody knows. Um, I'm Rex Tillerson, and I think this is fucked up. <laughs> my, no, I I can't stand Rex Tillerson. You impression that so guy. well. It's so <laughs> stupid. Um, I look like I'm bored and stoned at the same time. I don't even get it. <laughs> no. I don't get this guy. Like, obviously, I don't like him, um, if you couldn't tell by all that. So I don't mind Donald Trump kind of giving him you know, putting the screws to him. It's not helpful whenever you seem to be at odds with the secretary of state. 
No, it's <laughs> it not. Although, does it make people think? Based on the, although based on the reporting, it sounds like the first move was made by Tillerson. Um, so if you, yeah, call him an idiot. If you are to believe that, now Tillerson came out and basically didn't deny that he said that, and then had his spokeswoman no. do that. But I believe it. Like it makes sense to me that Tillerson would be like, yeah, this guy, like, dude, I. If you tell me that somebody around Trump thinks he's an idiot, I'm probably going to believe you. Like, just plain and simple. <laughs> right. Um, right. You know. I don't think he's an idiot, but I totally understand why people do. I don't like, think I'm he's not an idiot either. They you say, if you're they like, say, he's an idiot. Yeah, I don't think he's an idiot. They say that his IQ is 160. But they also say that people with IQs of 160 are like, crazy so you know whatever (laughs) i don't give a shit about iq or anything like that all i know is that he seems to be on top of it whenever it comes to the issues he does i know that people he says dumb shit like great and wonderful and then that's the fucking clip that people use because i don't know why they think that it's funny to only use that clip but he seems to know what he's doing it seems like he's he's getting things done uh when he can the big problem is congress and in my opinion Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Yeah. I don't like anything that this guy has been doing. And it, the reason I don't like it is because he seems to just be a politician, you know, going along to get along. Right. Not doing anything new. He just shows up as and opposed, says, Iran deal, love it. As opposed to the puppet master, he is not trying to start nuclear war with North Korea. <laughs> so, you know, fuck him. Um, he just, yeah, kind of, because he just seems like so neutered when it comes to it like they talk about north korea he's like i think that we can talk it out just don't worry about it and it's like dude do something they said they're gonna nuke us and you just seem to be twiddling your thumbs yeah i don't know it irks me like i don't like this guy i don't like his attitude i don't like his laissez-faire style where he just kind of shows up and is like it's fine everything's fine (laughs) so i i don't i I don't i don't have a problem with him like i don't like him but I I don't have a problem with him. He doesn't. He's not as outspoken as previous secretaries of state. Um, so like John Kerry was on TV every single day. Hillary Clinton was on TV every single day. Yeah. Um, Rex Tillerson. I don't remember Clinton being on as much. I know that she. Whenever Clinton was secretary of state, she just flew everywhere, and that was like her selling point. Is like, look, I'm going everywhere. Right. And she'd make friends with, you know, some country that no one's heard of that owns 12 goats. and was like, progress. Right. And, Donate to my know. foundation. <laughs> totally legit. But, no. I've been reading the Hillary book. The foundation did a lot of good work. No one can deny it. <laughs> but when it comes to John Kerry, same so thing. So did Trump University, just... though. I just, just Don't forget. Don't forget that. <laughs> People went places. It's true. Straight into court. I'm just saying. They have a degree. I mean, shit, it's all good. But, yeah, same thing with John Kerry. I didn't like – well, I didn't like his approach with Obama. I think that whatever you think about Hillary Clinton, she kind of, um, you know, kind of held back Barack Obama's stupider notions of, you know, let's give our friends that aren't our friends, let's give our enemies five people for one and call it diplomacy. It's stupid, dumb deals that no one should be passing – John Kerry was like, I'm all for it. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Iran, where is it? You don't want us to check your where you're keeping your nukes? Not a big deal. We'll sign that deal. You know, right. and whatever. Hillary seemed to give a little more pushback. Tillerson, to me, I just do doesn't think seem to have a spine when, on anything. I don't remember a lot about – I know we did a segment on the Iran deal, or I feel like we've talked about it. Um, I At some do, point. I do feel like that when you say it like that and when Republicans say it like that, that it's oversimplifying – the Iran deal, um, as I do 
That's kind of a big point. What? The fact that they, you know. Oh, yeah. At first it was on the table that, like, we could come in and inspect it. And they were like, no, pinky promise, dog. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I know. I just feel like that. I Because that's the, first of all, typically the only people I hear talking about the Iran deal are conservatives on conservative media. So I just, like, I don't ever hear the other side. So I'd like to hear the other side because <laughs> all I hear is like, oh, we just gave them pallets of money and then they're going to blow up right. Israel or something. I'm like, OK, well. Right. And that's why it's funny because I listened to MSNBC and that whole side and their big thing is diplomacy. They're trying to say, oh, well, we're trying. We have to try diplomacy before we try anything else. But the problem is, is that it's let the audience ponder that for a opinion. second. Let the audience ponder that for a second because <laughs> I listen to Fox and you listen to MSNBC. I'm the liberal. You're the conservative. Mine blown yeah well it was funny because that's what my dad used to do like he was a staunch liberal and he would always listen to rush limbaugh and watch fox news and i'd be like why the f- why the fuck do you listen to them like you hate them he's like i gotta find out what the enemy's doing <laughs> yeah see that's, <laughs> like, not what, that's not i do the same thing i'm just like what the fuck are these guys see, up see that's not what it, it is for me it's not about the enemy for me it's just that I, like i want to under like i want to have a better understanding of how you came to your conclusion i don't necessarily agree with you i do think that listening to the other side has helped me move to the middle on mm-hmm. a lot of things it has helped me see that the other side that the right that republicans do have a lot of valid points um i don't think that i think there are areas where they do really well and then there are areas that where conservatives and i don't agree like stay out of people's bedrooms you know that's not it's not my thing <laughs> that's a can that's a republican stance apparently the Republican Party has forgotten that. Right. But so, you know, you know, hopefully they remember it one day. But so let's let's take that. Obviously, Tillerson and uh, Trump. We don't know if they're beefing in uh, in looks like they're beefing. It, it looks like it. But at the same time, like he comes out and he's Tillerson comes out and says, no, I didn't say that. And then Trump comes out in the same day and is like, no, I love him. He's great. He's an awesome guy. Like because that's Trump's yeah. voice. And um you know, it just like <laughs> I don't know. So, are they beefing? Or are they not? I we, think they are. I have a feeling Tillerson. Will I think go. they definitely are. Yeah, I mean, we see this this pattern with Donald Trump, where if you come out and you say, "I love Donald Trump. He's the best guy ever." He goes, "Love you right back, buddy. So great, the best." Yeah, the best but not always. Ever. Who did he just fire? Um, the Treasury Secretary or whatever it was. This- well, that's because he fucked up, and he was, you know chartering you know doing a chartered flight off the taxpayers <laughs> and, money and, and millions of dollars ask jeff sessions if that's true uh, donald trump working for donald trump is super great fuck jeff sessions that <laughs> motherfucker um because that's how donald <laughs> yeah. trump talks uh right you know that's why you do the impressions on the show um <laughs> so <laughs> well let's take that so there's the the tillerson beef and let's flip that patty over to I think it's to legitimate bob corker um, Which I don't think is legitimate, <laughs> right? So, what are your thoughts yeah, on so, that whole thing? It, it, this is the same story we've. So people who we've don't know, Corker is a yeah, but a little bit different now. This is a Republican senator who has come out and said, "I have decided not to run for reelection," and so now he is untethered to the Republican Party, and he basically came out after saying that, and obviously this upset Trump because, you know, if we want to pass anything in the next. Three years, you know, the Republicans have a tentative hold on Congress at best. You know, they have to get everyone to do it. And he's basically said that I'm going to go, I'm going to oppose you on tax reform. I'm not 
running next year, so that's another Republican you can't count on. Clearly that made Trump upset, and he lashed out and called him a doofus or something stupid like that, like he often does. And then Corker came out and was like, Donald Trump is so stupid, he's going to start World War Three with his stupid Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then in a move to inspire confidence, Donald Trump decided to berate him in a Twitter rant, which did not inspire confidence and basically proved the point that he's fucking stupid when it comes to Twitter right. and said a bunch of dumb shit that was like, he begged me to endorse him. I didn't. That's why he's not going for re-election because he needs me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's where we're at right now is once again, we see Donald Trump in another stupid feud with his own party, which I get it. Like the staunch, Trump, Trumpites, Trumpettes, whatever they are, they're going to say that he's draining the swamp, that this Croker guy is a, a swampy dude and he's leaving because he can't handle Trump and Trump's getting him out. He's going <laughs> to Yeah, call but him that's out. bullshit. That's not that, really what's that's happening. That's like saying, hey, Steph Curry, did, you, did I just hear you're not coming to the White House? Well, you're not invited. Like, no, you didn't do anything. Yeah, he made the didn't call. want you there anyway, duty face. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. It's not even close to, to true. What's probably happening is... Donald Trump has a personality that rubs people the wrong way. This guy decided he's this isn't the party I signed up for. I'm bailing. I'm jumping ship. And Donald Trump's pissed off about it. Right. So all the conject the posturing and all of the dumb, stupid Twitter wars that they're going back and forth on. Meanwhile, really don't amount to meanwhile, much. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has handed the keys of Congress over to Democrats in an effort to get anything done. And now Republicans, the guy that you voted for, is working hand in hand with Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. I that doesn't bother me. I at all. don't understand how it can't bother the the base though. These people are mortally opposed to Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Elizabeth Warren, and that entire ideology. And so the idea right. that Donald Trump is going to, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. If Donald Trump gets anything done with Obamacare, it's only going to be more beneficial to the Democratic side because they're not going to fucking work with him. If he gets anything done with immigration, it's only going to be beneficial to the Democrats and tax reform and infrastructure. They have the keys. They have the minority, but they run shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, this is where where all of this comes in together. I think that, and obviously I've said this quite a few times on the show, that tax reform was the big test. This guy seems to have killed it, or at least put a blow to it, to where you don't have the uh, united front that I've been talking about. I've been saying that Republicans are united on tax reform. So do you stick? No, they're not. So do you, Mitch, stick to your guns and say that if they can't, what what did we discuss? If they can't get tax reform passed do you vote democrats into office to get something done and work with donald trump i'm not i'm not voting democrat uh for it i know that that uh there's a oh man i can't remember what his name is but uh he came out for missouri and said that he's running he's going to start running against uh, claire mccaskill and he's running on I'm going to go along with Donald Trump, and I think you're going to see a trend of that coming in the midterms. Yeah, but what if okay? But what if you don't? You you have evidence now that Republicans cannot govern a country. Not in 2017. Not these Republicans. Maybe Republicans can, but not these Republicans. Phrase it that way, and and I'm on board with it. Yeah. So, so if 
they don't get primaried, and if they are the same candidates up, can you confidently vote for these Republicans who you know won't get anything done because they've only proven they can't get anything done? Well, here's the thing. I don't have to. I live in Missouri. I'm voting for the candidate who literally came out and said I'm for Trump. That's what I'm doing. Right. When it comes to what the rest of the country is doing, I don't know what they're going to do. I have a feeling that you're going to see a lot more candidates do the same thing and come out and say, I'm for Trump. We're going to get his agenda done. And they're going to get the the people like the John McCain's and the Lindsey Graham's and the Croker's and all these guys that are in the Rand Paul's, the obstructionist, the fuck out. That's the idea. I don't know if that's what's going to actually you know, materialize. I don't see it. Come midterms. I don't see it coming going your way either, though. You think the Democrats are going to oh, no, no, take this one. I Absolutely don't think that's not. happening. I think the Democrats will take the Senate, probably. Um, but I think it will be Republicans. That's their best I chance. I think it will be Republicans that hand it to them. I think they'll, that Republicans will primary themselves out of power. Um, yeah. I still don't see that happening just because I don't think Claire McCaskill wins. I don't know if this guy wins. He's got my vote um, just simply based off that fact that he's saying he's going to go along with what Donald Trump it wants to do. And I agree with what Donald Trump wants to do. And I think that the problem is obstructionist. And that's why he's It'll got my vote. It'll be interesting, though, <laughs> so. to see if Democrats, because we've been saying, what, for the last however long we've been doing this, 10 and a half months, 11 months, however long, um, 10 months, I guess, that what will be interesting is to see if the Democrats who are very the base who is very unified against Donald Trump shows up to vote. Well, they're not as unified as I thought they were. There's a lot of them that are coming out. And I we think saw that with if the gun people, issue. I think if people um, around remember that midterms are coming and when midterms are coming and you have a Democrat in a Republican state, they start breaking off from the Democrats pretty routinely. So, Unfortunately, yeah, they do. Someone decided they do, that we need, but but we've never had a Donald Trump in power, right? So, like, you have to think Andrew Jackson. You have to think that <laughs> the um that that the Democrats. I mean, at least the way that they, they have talked is that they don't fucking like Trump. So you would hope that they would take that. You would hope anyone, whether they were Republicans or Democrats, whether it was Trump or anyone else, that if you are that mad about it, you would take that into the voting booth. Um, yeah. So it will be interesting to see what the turnout see... will be in the midterms. Yes, it will. I think that, again, like I said, we see this every time. We saw this with Republicans in more democratically held states whenever Obama was still in office. Midterms come around and, I think I can work with the president. I think it, we can get right. some things done. We, I think we're going to see the same thing going on with Democrats. Um, now it depends on what happens in the primary uh, or in the the midterms to see moving forward into that election. He could sweep everything like they did last time. And everyone said, no, it's not possible. He's not going to do it. He could fucking do it again and take all the, the, the seats. Not all the seats, but you know what I'm saying. A majority of the seats for people who are for him and then be able to boom, you've got 60 majority. He could, but Democrats could also do what they did in 2010 and do the exact same thing. Yeah, they could. We'll see. (laughs) On both. I don't think so. Me and you. Yeah. Me and you both just, you fundamentally think that they're going to primary themselves out. I fundamentally think that they're going to implement Trump supporters 
that's what I think no, is going to happen. Think, I think in so, the Senate that that will be the case, the primary themselves out. But I might be wrong. I don't know. I've been wrong the for the last year and a half though. about fucking political predictions. So, <laughs> um, so you know, yeah. it's very it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, yeah. So to sum it up, Tillerson can go away, <laughs> get somebody else in there. Um, in my opinion, it's just going to be okay to shake things up. Uh, Croker, see you later. Crocker, whatever his name is. Corker. See you later. <laughs> Corker. Anyway. You did yeah. not say that right at all. Corker. <laughs> um, yeah. I, Load of Crocker. I don't, I don't care. I'm indifferent. I'm just tired of the Twitter bullshit. So, like, stop that. Yeah, he needs to calm that down because at this point you're you're just attacking – like you can't do that. If you need Congress, don't call them all dipshits every single day right. and get into little fights with them because it's not going to help your shit. Yeah, no. So it's not, and neither is not getting anything done. And you're not going to get anything done when that when that's your tactic. So no, you're not. Um, <laughs> so anyway, moving on from that, moving on. Let's get into the last little bit. This is this one's fun. I'll let you set. I'll let you start this one, and then we'll do a, like a twofer here again. Um, 2017 colon the year of being offended about everything um (laughs) what story do you have for me a dove commercial or some shit it was yep it's a dove commercial and it's being um wildly misreported uh, i should say so basically what happens is dove puts out a little three second ad and in this ad it show it starts with a african-american woman who then takes off her shirt which is provocative enough as it is, she takes off her shirt and in doing so becomes white. So she is now a white person who has the same blouse on and boom, stop video, cue outrage. This is where everyone gets upset. The problem is is that they didn't continue watching the extra one second (laughs) and see the white person (laughs) lifts up her shirt and becomes a Latina woman. So the idea that they're saying, that Dove is saying, behind the ad was to show that Dove is for all women. Now, clearly, whoever's in their marketing team is dumb as fuck <laughs> and doesn't realize that they live in 2017 no shit, and that no gonna, way is this it, going to what fly. What sucks is that it's such an innocent thing. And it's actually like... I mean, And it's so dumb. It, it is. Like, it's... It would... Ten years ago, this would have been an easy marketing decision. Eh, yeah, do that. Okay, right. whatever. It's a soap commercial. Everybody moves just, on. But yeah, no, you gotta you gotta think that like, dude, this is not that year. It is 2017, and everybody <laughs> is a goddamn snowflake. So everything's racist, everything's misogynistic, and everyone's calling it out. Yeah, and so they fell into it. They fell into the ploy, and sure enough, every you see BuzzFeed, you see, um, I saw a lot of uh, mainstream media, even Rudders picked it up. They were just talking about the outrage, though. They didn't really kind of sell it as this is racist. But there was a lot of liberal news outlets. I I can't say if I saw NPR. I feel like I did, but I'm not positive enough to to make that claim. Nah, you're you're, – no, I'm not buying that. I clicked on it, but I I didn't read the whole thing. NPR just seeped through right there. Yeah, because I can't stand (laughs) it. I'm teasing. But so – yeah, so basically – same thing that you think that the usual players came out and said this is racist this is uh problematic and all the the terms that they use for it it looks like it was just a mistake i mean that's what yeah you know what i mean like if you look at the whole ad and the real thing is that it kind of shows the soundbite we've been soundbited before it sucks right it's funny 
because we're not coming at each other from a, a, a you know a place of maliciousness or any type of right um you know but we can do that like i can soundbite you and then oh my god you've said something terrible right. i and if and, frank doesn't pull suck my american dick from this episode i will be really disappointed <laughs> um i just want to put that out there because right. as soon as i said it it took everything well, now there's two times now. <laughs> as soon as i said it i had to move away from the microphone so i was like i'm gonna keep laughing like that that <laughs> i know because i i just see it i know that that's gonna get sent to me tomorrow like, yep yeah that's pretty much it do it um Right. So yeah. So I mean, they literally put out a three-second ad and got murdered over two seconds of it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So obviously, like you know, what you think would happen is happening. They have a PR nightmare. They had to come out and apologize for this ad. They had to come out and say that they're going to remove the ad. And dumb. you know everything that, that you do completely, and I just think it's dumb all yeah, the way around. It is, and in a similar story, Urban Outfitters is actually going through the same thing this this week. Um, so Urban <laughs> Outfitters, I guess, like introduced a line of uh, of clothing that's like army camo or whatever, and they've got like little American flags. So I'm supposed to look like army gear, whatever, um, and. Everybody and their mom on one side of the political spectrum. Here's here's the thing that like Which side? there's the both there's both. So you probably have conservatives that don't. You definitely have conservatives that don't give a shit about this. And then you have liberals. Well, I don't know. I'm conservative. I might give a shit. And then you have liberals that don't give a shit about this. And then you have these two extremes, <laughs> right? Where like I'm sure that 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 the same people that made this a story, these crazy right guys, that are like, "You're disrespecting the military. Why don't you go die for that clothes?" Um, like <laughs> so. There's that guy, and then I'm sure that there's the guy on the left who is like, "You're selling army shit. You're." Fucking that supports death and destruction, man. Like so, there's like You're part of the machine. There's, there's patriarchy. Stupid people all over the place. But white patriarchy again. In in this instance, you have you have conservatives on at least on this for this story that are freaking out because Urban Outfitters releases a line of what looks like army garb or whatever, and then you have military guys coming out saying, "Dude, shut up." Like, we don't care. Now, I'm sure that there are also military guys, that because I'm sure that one guy doesn't speak for all of them, that are like, no, they shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> are you sure? Um, but, <laughs> like, it's just such a silly thing to get offended about. Like, and, and, yeah. and the problem is to calm the shit and down. And that's the problem, that the that real things, there, there are real things to get offended about. To get offended about, right? There's it, quite a few real things. Right. Like, yeah, just looking at this week and seeing all the sexual assault and everything else that's going on. Like, get offended about that. Right. Not about camo they're, pants. They're, and right. some lady taking her blouse off and interracially changing. <laughs> like, it, what it doesn't does, make sense. What it does is it dumbs down the real shit. Like, it, it makes everything just another complaint from group A or group B or group C. And... It's just exhausting. And so, yeah, these are silly little stories to make fun of. But there is there is a real... I'm making fun of them. There is a real problem here with the fact that literally ev- anything and everything is something to get up in arms about. Um, you know, and it's... Just, now, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to these people. Just shut up. Just just sit down and stop being so <laughs> goddamn 
wishy-washy, man. Like, we're pussified. We've pussified ourselves, and it's all sides. It's not when conservatives coined that term snowflake at the end of the last election cycle. Like, that applies to themselves as well. Um, we have we have so many people that just want – they're looking for something to get mad about. And, like, stop looking. Life is too short to be looking for a reason to be pissed off. There are plenty of, plenty of reasons to be pissed off. You don't have to try so hard. Right. Living in America, you're probably going to get shot anyway. So <laughs> right. By the relax. police. So, <laughs> like, fuck. Right. <clears throat> so, Someone will shoot you. <laughs> Go buy some tacos and just relax. And that's a good place to end it on, where gun nuts can just, like, lose their fucking minds for a week. So, <laughs> on that note, let's wrap it up for the week. And um, remember, of course, to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP2017. Uh, new episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play on Tuesdays. The links to the topics discussed are in the sources section of the comments in the description of the episode. Um, and yeah, we've got a couple of surprises coming up for you here in the next couple of weeks. We will discuss them next week as well as what we lost. We ran out of time today, but I would have really liked to have discussed, um, when we, the petition idea that we brought up a couple of weeks ago. So I'll post some stuff in the comments some, and you can kind of take a look into that um, yourself. And then next week we'll go ahead and we'll start off on that and what's going on in St. Louis in regards to the police. So with all of that being said, here is your alternative fact of the week. Thanks. Last week, this is what the president said at a white house photo op surrounded by military leaders and their spouses. You guys know what this represents? Well, maybe it's the calm before the storm. What's the storm? It could be the calm um, before the storm. What storm, Mr. President? You'll find out. What the f- is wrong with this guy? What is wrong? What? Why would you? You'll find out. You're a cliffhanger. Surrounded by military people, you'll find out. Ooh, will Trump give humanity the rose? Will civilization make it to the fantasy suite and calm before the storm? Is that what you're saying? Calm before the storm? Positive. How the f- How is all this not the storm? <laughs>